Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Bias Check-In. Hi everyone, welcome back. This week yes. we are recovering from SIOP 2021. Um, Yay! And we are checking in mm-hmm. about time and time management. Mm-hmm. As you can imagine, we just came out of one of the biggest projects and organizational efforts that IO psychology has to offer, at least in this continent. And that really made us think about time management, priorities, how to set them, and overall how to keep things under control. Yeah, if you're listening to this episode on Monday, Sayab was over the weekend, Wednesday through Saturday. Saturday. And yeah, how did we manage all of that? And really, if you think about it, Sayop efforts started, if you are involved in everything that Sayop has to offer, started more than a month ago. Mm-hmm. And as we mentioned in last week's episode about our expectations, mm-hmm. uh, it goes until May 7th with the streaming of pre-recorded sessions, asynchronous sessions. And if you miss a session, you didn't have a time turner, you can go back and watch it. <laughs> and then... It still goes because Mm -hmm. after all those sessions and after all those wonderful ideas, you still have time to network and email people and try Mm -hmm. to get in touch and exchange ideas. So if anyone is thinking of like Hamilton songs, I have that stuck in my head right now. Like the man is nonstop. Yep. That's, (laughs) that's where it feels like. Absolutely. One quote that has helped me through all of this. Mm -hmm. Shout out to my um, ex-supervisor, Michelle. She had this sticker in her office. Mm -hmm. Even Beyonce has 24 hours in a day. Mm -hmm. So we're recording between sessions today. We're recording in the heart of PSYOP week. And I've definitely needed to remind myself about that quote a lot. Yeah. How do we talk about time management while we are trying to make spaces and time for our other stuff because time doesn't actually this is supposed to be my spring break so time won't give you time exactly um part of the reason we want to talk about this is a we are still figuring it out we are not gonna be preachy we're not selling you a 1999 planner none of that but it's because it's a challenging topic right Mm -hmm. because you have the you have the two schools of thoughts you have the hustlers and bustlers wake up at 4 30 work out meditate exercise log in Mm -hmm. so that you can go to work at seven Mm -hmm. and then you have the like anti-work anti-routine like go with the flow people that haven't seen a to-do list since they still lived at home with their parents (laughs) and they had a grocery list like the i'm a spontaneous crowd And I think both extremes of the curve, as with so many other topics, can be addressed in a really healthy way or they can be addressed in a toxic way. Mm -hmm. Like hustle culture, great if it works for you. We're going to go more into it. But you can also be so very burned out from it. Yes, it's definitely not for everyone. Um, I know it's not for me. Mm -hmm. I tried. I failed. Not my thing. Other people may want and crave an 80-hour work week Mm -hmm. and having forced breaks is their personal ring of hell. Yeah. So we want to figure out the balance between 
not being a slacker, whatever that means for you, still achieving everything you need to achieve, still being productive, whatever that means for you. Mm -hmm. But also, again, walking that line of not burning out and not pushing your boundaries, whatever those boundaries are and wherever they are. Yeah. So, okay. What are some time management techniques, skills that you've heard about or that you've used before? Anyone who knows me outside of the podcast knows I love a good list. I've mm -hmm. always written down lists mm -hmm. since I was in elementary school and we organized birthday parties. I'd be like, list everything. Yeah. To-do list, pl weekly planner, all of that. Same. I'm the exact same way. That's why I was like the marker queen because <laughs> everything has a place in my planner. Exactly. Color coding, mm -hmm. that was my jam. Uh, I feel like I'm one of those people with time management, like how the health fitness aficionados have tried every diet under the planet. Mm -hmm. I feel like that with time management techniques. Okay. I've done the scheduling your week on Sunday night. Mm -hmm. I have done having a planner, having a digital planner, having coordinated calendars, color coding, uh, bullet journaling, Pomodoro technique, everything, productivity planners, like you name it, I've probably tried it. I Let's go to the Pomodoro technique. I've heard that one's very, very popular. So, okay. I love the Pomodoro technique mm -hmm. just because of how many times people mispronounce it. Uh, for those who don't know, the Pomodoro technique is the idea of sectioning your work in time blocks. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be the optimal amount of time your brain can focus on something and then you give yourself a little break and that way you can train yourself to focus for longer and longer amounts of time. Okay. Pomodoro just means tomato mm -hmm. in Italian because that was the shape of the kitchen timer that student Francesco Cirillo used in the 1980s when he came up with it just in time for exam session. And all of these fat is because of a kitchen timer. Understood. Got it. That's kind of why I love it and it's ironic because mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure those are found in like the Italian equivalent of dollar stores for 99 mm -hmm. cents. Yeah. And now there's a whole thing. And now there's a whole thing. Mm -hmm. And you can probably get one on a big online retailer that doesn't sponsor us. You can probably find like a fancy one for like oh yeah there's... double triple digits and it's like no yeah. it's a it's a kitchen timer got it we use that to boil our eggs mm -hmm. we know how long to boil them for like doesn't need to be fancy at the same time that's i think part of the appeal that you don't need anything fancy to do this mm -hmm. you can literally have a timer on your phone before we had timers on phones you can have a watch and make oh. this work for you anyhow The Pomodoro technique for me doesn't work because mentally I just need to sit down mm -hmm. and not get up until I get the thing done. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's more distracting to say, okay, I'm going to work for 20 minutes and then take a five minute break. Or I'm going to work for an hour and then take a 15 minute break. Mm -hmm. I would rather pu push through if I can mm -hmm. and then just be done with it and take a longer break or go on to the next thing and just not worry about it. At the same time, there are some projects that are much, much longer. Mm -hmm. Say a thesis or a master's <laughs> practicum paper that you mm -hmm. can just, please don't just sit through and try to write it all at once. Do it. Sit different schools of thought. <laughs> Where I think it might be healthy to set 
a limit and say like, okay, every day I'm going to do a little bit. Mm-hmm. That little bit being two hours, three oh, hours, yeah. whatever. Okay, so I've never used the Pomodoro technique. And like I've seen it, mm-hmm. watched it on TikTok and every productivity thing. Because I do look up new productivity trends to try them out. And this one is just about to enter a midlife crisis. But sure, it's on TikTok, so it's new. The thing is, for me, I guess, like, have you ever told yourself, like, okay, it's 4 p.m., I'm going to take a nap till 4.30. And you put on your alarm, and when you look at it again, it's 4.20, and, like, your nap just did not happen. I think that would be the same thing with the Pomodoro technique. I'll, I'll say I'll work for 20 minutes, and then I look at it again. I'm like, well, now it's only 15, so am I really going to get any work done in 15 minutes? No. And that's one of the issues I have with it. I feel like it's too short intervals and it's very good maybe for some tasks. But I, I jokingly say, and also for the record, I'm the only person allowed to say this, that I am a diesel model. <laughs> Takes a while to get me working, but once yeah. I get working, I am solid and I can go. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I am the only one who can say that. Um, so Pomodoro Technique and I, nah. no, not that valid. I need 20 minutes to like settle down, make sure everything is plugged in, make sure all my tabs are where they need to be, like take care of things so I don't need to move for the next two hours. I can just zoom in and go. Yeah. Also, that the way you were talking about it reminded me, and I don't know if you did that as well, but I, I think it's relatable. So I'm going to throw it out there. Mm-hmm. Did you ever have the thing of like, oh, I have to do something I don't really want to do. So, well, it's 3.27. I'm going to start when it hits 3.45. Or -hmm. I'm going to start when it hits 4 on the dot. Yeah. And so you go on TikTok, on Instagram, pet your cat, whatever you're doing. And then it's like 4.01. It's like, well, uh it didn't happen. We have to wait until (laughs) 4.30. Guess now it's too close to dinner time. I'm just going to give it another try tomorrow. (laughs) Yes. Welcome to my workout schedule, everyone. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that's the most relatable thing you said on this podcast. Wow. Or like when you say, oh, just one more episode, because then it's going to get me to like 6 mm-hmm. p.m. And then the episode ends at like 6.15. It's like, oh, now I'm never going to get that thing down by 7. And it was and like a five-minute task. Yeah, and time. also the episode was really good. So now I need to watch the next one. But that was a cliffhanger. I need to... Netflix freaking ruined productivity and watching TV shows. But that's another timeline. I could go on and probably do an entire podcast just on all the ways Mm -hmm. that all these time management techniques didn't work with my brain. But... What does work for you? What... I was about to ask you. What works for you? Because I feel... And listeners, if you don't know us in real life, you know this now. Susie manages like... 27 more things than I do so I feel like we need to I can talk about all the ways I'm dysfunctional but like please tell people how it actually works I have a wall whiteboard calendar okay I have my daily planner and I use my computer calendar okay that's connected to my phone pretty regularly so what I do is at night, before going to bed, 
I write down in my daily planner a to-do list for the next day. Simple things that I know I have to do. Either my 8 a.m. check-ins with work, exercising in the morning, um, and stuff that I left behind from the day before. See, okay, because I do something similar in the mornings now. Mm -hmm. And it's really helped me transitioning into non-student life because the past five months have been one big self-social experiment in like what is my routine now that I don't have lectures or assignments or deadlines Mm -hmm. um so I I see that but it also if I add these things from the list of the day before Mm -hmm. by the end of the week I have like a 20 item list of all the things that I just kept procrastinating yeah so how does that work I sandwich them you sandwich them yes stuff that i i I, I wish there was a way to just convey the freaking sparkle of pride that just ignited susie's eyes like the it just hit me in waves she's so proud of herself right now so (laughs) take notes no if i'm procrastinating something and it's been like two days and i just keep leaving it behind i sandwich it between two things that i do not that i want to do oh okay yeah so kind of like a feedback sandwich but it does work yes okay it does work that's how i do it and then i keep track of all other stuff by looking at my calendar and looking at my like my wall calendar and my computer calendar okay and that keeps me pretty much on track for a lot of stuff all right see haven't missed many things interesting Uh, it's funny you mentioned the pleasant activity thing i'm procrastinating Mm -hmm. pleasant activity sandwich because i actually just had a conversation about it this week with undergrad friend savannah who shared on her instagram she was like i have to do all this cleaning i have a day off work Mm -hmm. but i loathe and despise cleaning Mm -hmm. so to hold herself accountable she shared how she was going to be doing one cleaning activity that she loads and then something enjoyable Mm -hmm. or and keep alternating like that throughout the day until the entire apartment was clean or try to find ways to make things more uh, more enjoyable like i think while she cleaned i don't know like surfaces before vacuuming like she listened to her favorite records Mm -hmm. something along those lines so that you can make the day go by faster and it also kind of goes along the lines of like whistle while you work like any disney fans out there mm-hmm. let me know also this is gonna be a um shameless plug for savannah if you are interested in body positivity and you have an instagram account you should go follow her her username is gonna be in the bio i'm gonna tag her but she's savvy underscore j23 and that said i understand that but see i I feel like I have such bad discipline, I would just keep doing the pleasant thing. And that would end up being my procrastination. Like, I know, I know I'm bad at procrastinating. Mm -hmm. Or I guess I'm good at it. Um, That's the point. (laughs) But I just have to find so many ways to trick myself. And Mm -hmm. the one that works the best for me is actually making things part of my routine. Mm -hmm. So that it becomes so habit that I don't have time to think, oh, I don't want to do this. Mm Mm-hmm. It sounds so silly, but, like, I hate making my bed. Absolutely loathe and despise it. 
I also despise getting past 11 a.m. and my bed is not made. So you see I'm in a bit of a conundrum there. Mm -hmm. So it's like first thing, get out of bed, open the window so the bedroom is cold and I don't feel like getting back in bed. Okay. And then make the bed. I don't understand people who get back into bed without making it first. Yeah. But yeah, that's how I balance right now two jobs, classes, writing my practicum. BCI and work psych. Yes. Oh, and volunteering. And volunteering. And a national conference. And oh, yes. Personal. Oh, this week. <laughs> you meant this well, week. Well, I mean, and building up to it. Um, and the personal life, because what you still that? have friends. Or I... at least, I guess, they think you're their friend. You, you can clarify that for people. Um, yeah. And networking and watching TV and taking care of yourself and I definitely do do a lot of watching TV that's so. the part that I'm always I always and find reading. interesting I found a way to start reading again good for so, you so yeah well you gave me most of the books that I'm reading right now when I started writing my practicum it was a lot of heavy stuff so I wanted to counterbalance that with easy reading that I just enjoyed that see again different strokes for different folks but like for me the reason I gave you all those books is because after grad school Mm -hmm. I had all these backlogged books because I had a book subscription throughout all of grad school I kept picking titles that would be fun and then I would maybe read one and skip the next three months Mm -hmm. read one skip the next three months and I feel like that's something I heard from so many folks especially in like really reading intensive programs it was in our experience because the practicum at the end of the program is like read all these papers choose what works for you mm-hmm. or like i've heard it from people in law school in med school like really really dry technical readings mm-hmm. that they're almost allergic to reading for fun for years after grad school so to me the idea that like you're like oh my gosh i have to read all this stuff and it's demanding and i need something to alternate with and you're like, let me read more. Yeah. I see it because I've been there. But that was like my first semesters where it was like, you have to read this for class. Hmm. Now my readings for class are either for consulting skills, which I thoroughly enjoy. Mm-hmm. And it's helping me a lot. Or for psychometrics, which I thoroughly enjoy. But it's also math, so I don't really count it as That's what I mean by dry, like, reading. dry reading. But for my practicum, it was really heavy stuff that I was reading. Mm-hmm. So if I'm reading about a rom-com, I'm just having fun. And I don't feel like my brain cells are dying by just watching hours and hours of Netflix. That's fair. I definitely... See, I have went through the, oh my gosh, I'm never reading anything ever again. Which if you had told me that when I was... I was the kid who got books taken away during grounding okay Uh, like i didn't care for tv rights that much but like take away the latest harry potter like oh my god you're a horrible parent and i hate you Mm -hmm. i don't you know that i love you mom but i did hate you for a hot minute there (laughs) so to me then telling me like oh you're never gonna read again because you're never gonna be into it again Mm -hmm. i was like what i'm sorry what's going on Mm -hmm. um And then I went through the phase of like, oh my gosh, I just want to watch The Circle again. Can I go through Gossip Girl in two days before they take it off Netflix? Oh, absolutely. 
and now I'm finally coming full circle out of that phase. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I can have like a documentary in the background as mm-hmm. I need to do things. Or I can mm-hmm. have a non-demanding show in the background mm-hmm. or a podcast that is not about a heavy topic, just something light mm-hmm. as I'm doing something else. So that balance of I feel like I'm doing something good for myself by learning, but also I'm adding something pleasant to say chores or cooking mm-hmm. or whatever it is. I cannot. I would not pick more reading on top of reading. So I did the reading, I did the typing, and then I would either read a couple of pages at night or read a couple of pages in the morning before getting on my phone. Mm-hmm. You are like the complete, you're like the anti-millennial. It was because once I get on my phone, I know I'm You're getting on, on all of it. Yeah. So if I'm get if I'm reading a bit, I feel better about myself in the morning. But mostly, I did it at night. Makes sense. And again, like that goes back to the whole like you have the same amount of hours in the day as Beyonce, using Bold, like whoever your lookup person flavor of the month is, like you have just as many hours in the day as them Mm -hmm. um and it is about finding those tricks to making it work for you and now again though we did preface this with let's not fall into hustle culture Mm -hmm. Uh, time management is also about finding the way to making those clean breaks and just saying okay for the next 20 minutes i'm napping i am killing brain cells on tiktok Mm -hmm. i am just watching clouds go over by the lake like Mm -hmm. i am not i'm not doing anything Mm -hmm. Um, because yes, Beyonce gets a lot done in a day. But she also has an entire team dedicated yeah. to getting stuff done for her. Yeah, I think if we need to talk time management, it's not so much talking to Beyonce, it's talking to her personal assistant. And her entire team. And then her entire team by proxy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it goes to the fact that we had found an article actually, as we were prepping for this episode, mm-hmm. that... Um, Time management has always been looked at in work settings mm-hmm. to have a really good impact on work productivity. Because mm-hmm. if you're efficient about how you use your time, then you're efficient about getting more done in the limited time you have. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of that has led to the recent controversy about, again, like the online retail seller that we're not going to name, but that abuses human rights um, mm-hmm. to make their workers more efficient. Mm-hmm. Or, as research has shown more recently, it's not so much getting more out of the hours in your day. It's about letting the hours in your day get to you less. You have more mm-hmm. life satisfaction if you manage your time efficiently. Yeah. Rather than like measuring it in work productivity. So please give people bathroom breaks. So what Claudia is referring to is... This article mentions that the effect of time management on life satisfaction was 72% stronger than on job satisfaction. Life satisfaction versus job satisfaction. Yes. And because, and, I, and I'm not saying this sarcastically, I thoroughly enjoy this concept, but psychology is the science of explaining common sense with complex numbers and figures. Mm-hmm. The article also found that time management reduces feelings of distress. Which is basically saying, uh, when you're not running around like a headless chicken, Mm -hmm. you're less stressed. Go Mm. figure. Go figure. I love that there are statistics (laughs) that can tell us that. Yeah. We do know that work and well-being are linked. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the big topics of 
management research recently with the pandemic is like you can't keep expecting people to be productive if you're not supporting them and for some people supporting them means giving wellness days for others it's check-ins for Mm -hmm. us it's leaving them the heck alone Mm -hmm. but if you don't put attention into how your workers are feeling they're not going to put attention into your bottom line as simple as that and we're finally for all the wrong reasons coming to really pay attention to it yeah well being is not a byproduct of you were successfully managed it's like you were successfully managed means that they gave you your time or they gave you your check-ins or they gave you your wellness day therefore your life satisfaction went up the other point that the article makes that is also again connecting to the toxic culture of productivity and hustle culture and monetizing even our downtime and our pastimes mm-hmm. is that and i'm quoting directly being good at time management is often a direct function of privilege mm-hmm. because yeah you can tell me to learn how to bullet journal and schedule in 30 minutes to meditate with my app yeah yeah it's it's just harder to do that when i have to keep up two jobs to make ends meet exactly and that's just true of anything that comes with privilege it's like Mm -hmm. the point of privilege is that it is not accessible to everyone Mm -hmm. the example they use in the paper that i really like is when they mention nannies Mm -hmm. it's like the whole debate on motherhood in the workplace of course if you can afford a full-time nanny and someone else to take care of your offspring Mm -hmm. then yeah you can go back to work uh if you can't afford that because say your job doesn't allow you the financial freedom to pay for another person to take care of your offspring you're not going to be able to go back to work full time and it's just a vicious cycle that same quote of beyonce has only 24 hours well she actually has her 24 hours and her team's 24 hours yes that keep her time and those the hours of the day as well as hers yes and i think there are currently again if you have socioeconomic privilege if you're financially able to there are a lot of ways to reclaim some of that mm-hmm. time right um for the modicum price of whatever it is you can have meal service kits that mm-hmm. you just need to swap in the microwave um in some cities you can leave your dirty laundry on your doormat and someone's gonna come up and pick it up and like drop it mm-hmm. off the next morning before you wake up mm-hmm. and everything is magically yeah. like washed and ironed and pressed and that alone to me is such a stark difference because I remember stories of when my parents were in university mm-hmm. my dad would commute home for the weekends mm-hmm. and then my grandma would spend most of the weekend ironing shirts for him mm-hmm. which is such a little sign of love but like that was was the thing that she was giving him besides the gift of not having to iron his own stuff was the time because mm-hmm. he was busy studying so mm-hmm. he wouldn't have had the time to take care of it yeah and it's such a little thing but like thinking of housewives like my grandma after she retired they had the time to take care of things Mm -hmm. currently our society doesn't give you the time to take care of things to that level that's why we have cleaning home services laundry Mm -hmm. services meal delivery services if you don't have the time for it you can even send your dog to daycare 
Mm -hmm. rather than having to walk your dog yourself or pick up its poop yourself because your time is more valuable than what you're willing to pay for that service yeah and i think we can do a second part to this episode or we can chat in the comments of instagram twitter you can send us a voice memo um but that fine line of are we becoming having a delivery service that Mm -hmm. sends you your breakfast we're not naming names but is it to make you more productive so that you have more time to do more stuff or is it to take stuff off your plate and i think that is the fine line of the time management debate between being toxic time management and Mm. like optimizing processes for some people absolute laziness Mm -hmm. like not cooking breakfast means that i get to sleep in 30 minutes more Mm -hmm. on the other side you can flip it and say i slept 30 minutes more i'm more well rested Mm -hmm. i'm more productive in the morning if i'm well rested yeah it is the wonderful io model it depends i do want to end this with you are more than your productivity absolutely and what you get done in a day does not equate to what you're worth Absolutely. And a really good resource that I want to throw out there for that, if you haven't heard of them yet, is the NAP Ministry, mm-hmm. which is um, a group, I would say, um, that advocates for the power and the value of rest and quote unquote unproductive time. Yeah. Because if you burn out, you are not helping anyone. Even if you have like the best, more socially responsible, impactful job in the world, it doesn't do anyone any good if you're going to burn out so many times. And I just read, even saying it like this, I am phrasing it in terms of long-term productivity because so much of our language is tied to that. Mm -hmm. That's why I hate this sentence, you can't pour from an empty cup. Mm -hmm. Because it's assuming that the purpose of the full cup is to pour it out. Yeah. It's like, no, not really. But check out the NAP ministry, revalue um, the liberating power of taking naps and breaks, mm-hmm. and look into rest as a form of resistance. And with that, thank you for checking in with us. Thank you for checking in with us. Try to take a nap this week. Mm-hmm. And you deserve it. I don't you, know what you did this week, but you deserve it. Even if you didn't do anything this week. Exactly. You, you deserve, deserve it. it. And... After your nap, if you are as phone addicted as I am, or maybe after you read a chapter or two, if you're not phone addicted, like Susie, (laughs) uh, let us know what you think, how you feel. We have an Instagram, a Facebook group, a Twitter, an email. You can leave us a voice note. You can decide to give us a little something, something of your paycheck or not. That's totally fine. Mm -hmm. And yeah, let us know. Maybe we'll be more productive. Maybe we'll be more productive. Maybe not. Either way, it's okay. See ya. Bye. Ciao.